You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Coaches Network. Yes, people, what's happening? It's your guy, Coach Yes. I hope everyone is well. That's right, you are listening to the Coaches Network, and it is a Wednesday, guys. But this time, the show is going to have a little bit of a twist on it. And I know that you're used to listening to me discuss, you know, journeys from people who work in an athlete and talent development space where they share their experiences and some real insights around their own lives and how they think and the way they work. And this is going to be a little bit of that, but with a slight twist. And I've had some incredible guests so far, you know, from the likes of NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal, former England Arsenal players, Sol Campbell and more recently Jack Wilshire. But they aren't the only ones that have been incredible. And I'm sure you'll agree that there's been some fascinating guests and fascinating gems and golden nuggets dropped on the podcast so far. But the vision for the coaches network is far greater than that, guys. It's all about supporting one another and, you know, not just the talent and athlete development world, but also about personal development too, guys. And, you know, helping everyone to network, grow, but more importantly, to be inspired by people who come on the show and inspire one another, guys. And ultimately, I want everyone to kind of work towards becoming the best version of themselves. So today's episode is slightly different. And it was the first step in doing just that and branching out a bit more into the personal development space. Now, my guest for today's show is an entrepreneur and self-made millionaire, Jazz Rose. Now, this particular episode was recorded back in February, guys. Now, I first connected with Jazz on this to discuss the element of financial freedom, which is what we're going to talk about today. But in actual fact, what actually happened was me and Jazz recorded the episode. And we enjoyed it so much that we decided that we were going to launch a new podcast series. So every single Wednesday from now on, my guest for this today's episode, Jazz, is now going to become my co-host for a new and exciting element of Coaches Network. So I'm pleased to say you're officially listening to the debut episode of the Success Series with Coach Jazz and Jazz Rose. Now, when we first sat out on the journey, we weren't too sure what we were going to call it, what date would even be released. So throughout the initial episode, you may hear us refer to it as slightly different, whether that be the day or the name of the show. But... It's been settled now. Every Wednesday at 7.15am, we will be releasing the Success Series. Now, you can join us live or you can listen to it on all the major platforms. And if you want to join us live, you can join us live on Instagram. And I'll leave some information in the show notes about where you can follow us on the social media, guys. But just because it's a slight twist doesn't mean it's going to be any different in terms of how phenomenal the conversation is going to be. So join us on this journey, guys. Let us know what you think. Make sure you're following both of us on social media. But guys, honestly, I'm so excited about this new element to the platform. So without further ado, 
Here's to the debut episode of Success Series. Enjoy it. Let us know your thoughts. Take some nuggets away from this. Share it with everyone that you know. And finally, guys, I wish you a great Wednesday, a great week, and a great next step to achieving a phenomenal life, guys. Take care. I'm a guest, Jazz. How are you, Jazz? Yeah, I'm great, brother. Thanks so much for having me on, man. I appreciate it. Brilliant. Thanks for being with me. Um, just, just to kind of start us off from anyone that's not familiar with you, uh, both in this conversation and, you know, beyond, um, just letting us know a bit about you and, you know, where you started your journey. Yeah, so sure, man. Um, well, my thing is about helping people to become financially free and helping people to really shift their relationship with money so that money becomes a constant and abundant blessing. And I started off um, just running a business, started when I was 17. And I grew that from 30 pounds a week to 3 million over about 10 to 12 years. Um, I sold it last year, actually. And um, through that process, I've been investing in property. Um, the property portfolio has grown significantly and uh, to the point where now that the, the rental income pays for sort of income lifestyle. Um, and my, my, my responsibility now really is to help other people on the journey to be able to invest powerfully so that they can set themselves up and really spend time doing the things that they love and live in a, in, in a space of peace and tranquility where they're able to have the time, the freedom, the peace of mind to do the things that they really care about, spend time on things that they're passionate about and do the things that they really love. Awesome. And then a large part, obviously, is you, um, I guess, paying forward some of the things that you've maybe learned through your journey and passing it on to others through various different formats. Obviously, you know, you do a bit of speaking, you do some online training stuff as well. Just kind of interesting though, to look in terms of that business that you did have to start with, you know, what, what was that business? And, you know, at what point did you decide it was time to kind of move that on and start to sell it off or develop that, that pathway, if you like? Yeah, um, how it started was I was, um, I was, I was, on my journey to becoming a professional footballer um, and throughout that journey sort of a lot of my my colleagues friends were coaching sport and WH uh, Smith and Sainsbury's weren't hiring so um, that was a sort of route into to start coaching everyone around me was coaching football and I wanted to to, to deliver it from a different aspect I wanted to deliver a sport from a different aspect where we where we touch the human spirit not just the, not just the body so I was training young people uh, from primary schools essentially to become better, more powerful, more responsible human beings and using sport as a mechanism to help them to become more independent thinkers, more creative, more well-rounded individuals. And um, we grew that business by, by coach, initially coaching sport in schools. And then we started doing music in schools and then we started doing drama. Then we started doing foreign languages and all sorts of different things. And um, over the years, just due to the quality that we were able to provide and the consistency we were able to deliver it at, um, schools were demanding these services of us and then we were able to put the systems and strategies in place to be able to deliver effectively and um, and yeah so that, that that's how that business that that business grew um, ended up with about 150 staff at its peak and um, I realized um, sort of it's about 20, 2018 or 2019 I got a call from my uh, from my CFO at the time and it's she, she said to me you know four words that you never want to hear as a business owner um, and those four words were jazz we can't make payroll <laughs> and I was like scared out of my wits you know because I've been running the business for about 15 years at the time and you know never been in this sort of situation and my thing was always to grow the business so that I don't have to be in it and that I don't have to worry about it so that's why I employed sort of senior people to manage that sort of function for me but then I came to the stark realization that, hey man, this is this is like your responsibility. Like no one's going to take more control of your money than you. 
no one's going to be more passionate about your money than you. No one's going to be more passionate about your business than you. Um, and essentially, you've got to take control of your financial life. And that's kind of how the money journey started, um, although not immediately. That's how it started in terms of me feeling, okay, something's missing here. I've missed a big trick, right? I've been you know, working so hard to, to build this business and everything's now laid out in front of me, but the finances aren't taken care of in the way that they should be. So you're working all this hard, you're working so hard for, for essentially for money, and then you're not taking care of the money. Right? So this does a, this is this is there's a lack of synergy here, um, and I feel like that's that's not just something that I went through, but that's something that a lot of people go through because a lot of people aren't, um, you know, a lot of people are passionate about different things. They're not necessarily passionate about the, the, the numbers and stuff like that. But what we do need to be passionate about is what the numbers create for us and the space and the time and the freedom that it creates. So as opposed to sort of going down that route of building this massive enterprise and, and and sitting back and having having the challenges that come with that I thought okay cool um, if I can sell this business and actually reap the rewards from it of what I've grown it to and then use the passive income from property I can actually live my life much more free much more much more peace of mind um, and actually do the things that I love when I would love to do it and how I love to do it without any sort of checks and balances going back and forth. So um, that's what's called, sort of brought me to where I am today. Oh, excellent. You know, kind of just kind of touching the back of that, you know, you talked there about the finance, uh, you know, you're responsible for this ultimately, but I guess growing up, you know, unless we're fortunate to have, you know, to be given certain, you know, put in certain environments, or put in, you know, put in certain sort of, I guess, classes and whatnot, a lot of a lot of us probably growing up don't really have access to, or especially not from a school perspective, you know, get actually taught how to manage money or what it means to have a relationship with money and what relationship money should actually look like. So I'm just kind of conscious and just kind of maybe start there. You know, what what should a relationship with money look like? And you know, where, where do you, you know, in your journey, where did you first come across that element of things and understanding that you knew touched on that brief there? But what were the key things that stood out for you initially? Yeah, I think. The first thing that I would say to people is that money is not just an exchange, right? It's much more than that. It's not just a tool to be able to purchase something. It's, it's, it's actually a trade-off of our life energy, right? And one of the things that I coach people on is if we now start to think about money as a transfer of our life energy, it's like we need to look at all of the things that we do in, and the time that we spend that contributes to this thing we call work. Okay, so like from the time that you get up and you start you know, pre-COVID and whatnot and post-COVID, of course, it's like you, you get up early, two hours before work, you get ready, you get the kids off to school or whatever, you get in the car and you get on the train and you drive and travel an hour to work. Um, all of that is additional time. So, and then you start adding up all the expenses that you look at at work, right? You look, you look at the breakfast meals that you buy, Starbucks, Costa, wherever you go. You know, you look at the, 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 the Friday socials, that's a hundred pound every week for, for some people. Um, if not more and you know you look at all of the events all of the trains that you've got to go on the travel expenses and all of that sort of accumulation and then people would look at it and go well you know I know that from my contract or whatever it is I make 10 20 pounds an hour but when you start to check it and you start to scale it back and you go actually I'm getting up at 5 30 and I'm getting home at 6 30 like when I start to, to, to do the maths on that, on how many hours I'm actually working, I don't make 20 pound an hour, I actually make six. <laughs> yeah. So um, once you start thinking about money like that, you start to get into a space where you're like, okay, cool, I need to control my time because the most valuable asset that I have is my time and my life energy. So I need to protect it, guard it and work extremely hard for a period of time 
to grow my wealth so that I don't have to. Now I can choose to, right? And we have to grow to a space where we, where we build this thing, what we call FU money, which is whatever <laughs> your face turned up. It's like whatever, whatever happens on the other side, we have power to choose. But what happens often is that something happens on the other side, the boss says something to you that you don't like, or there's something that you don't like going on in your industry and you're really, your heart's really against it, but you know you've got to go to work because you've got to earn that money and you've got to pay those bills because if you don't pay those bills, you don't earn that money, you know, all things can, all, all hell can break loose. So when you remove yourself from that, from that pressure, actually you become a lot more effective in what you do because now you're not afraid to speak up. Now you've got your FU money. You're not afraid to have those conversations with colleagues or bosses or whatever and whoever, whoever it is. And you're not afraid to get things done with pace and power. Um, and, and, and you stop trading, your, you stop thinking about it as trading your time. You stop thinking about it as, oh, I've got to work through to fight. No, no, no. You do the job and you do it superbly with high level of effectiveness. And then you become actually a more valuable asset to your employer or to your own business. And that, that's what's happened for me. I've been you know, a lot more effective with my time and it happens to multiple, multiple people. So that's where, that's where financial independence and financial freedom is really, really important and powerful because people can transcend both the way that they perform at work, the way that they perform with their family, the way that they perform with their friends. You know, I've, had, I've, got, I've, got, um, I've got family members that you know, I've hardly seen in like 10 years. You know, when I was developing my business, my family didn't see me a lot, do you know what I mean? And it's like it's like we have to we have to we have to say okay so what what what's the stopgap here where am i where am i aiming for what's my number where am i going i know where i am but where am i going right once i get there what am i going to do next yeah. and once you start thinking like that rather than oh my goodness i've got to work till 65 no 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 <laughs> that's a problem okay um once you start thinking like that and you get to that level of independence and power then you can really start to choose powerfully okay so just on that then you talk there almost a it's really about a shift in the mindset more mm. than anything else to kind of get the ball rolling. So on that, what are the first kind of steps that you maybe start to take to get that shift in the mindset, especially, you know, if you're not used to seeing that around you potentially, um, or you mess you might not necessarily come from a, uh, let's just say a wealthy background, mm -hmm. how, you know, how do you begin to shift your mindset? You know, where, where do we look towards obviously you know, trying to surround ourselves with people who think like that as well, which obviously is going to be a massively uh, beneficial in its first, first instance. But beyond that, where do we go? Yeah, um, definitely relationships are definitely, are definitely a big magnifier. Also, you know, reading books. I've realized one thing, yes, um, when I was about, uh, maybe about 30, right? I realized and one of my, one of, one of my very successful friends who I, who I actually met when I was about 29, 30 as well. Um, he was talking to me about the books that he's reading and stuff. And it caught me because I was like, I've been running my business since 17. I've been growing it and doing really well. And every single book that I've read, well, 95% of the books, percent, 95% of the books plus has been about business development, sales, marketing, finance, operations, leadership, so on and so forth. I've never learned about this thing called money, <laughs> which, is weird, which is weird, right? Because you build all these skills up and you want to learn about all of the, the, um, the operations and the sales and the leadership and, and all that. You want to learn all that to get to the money, but you never learned about the money. So now you've got the money, you don't know what to do with it. So now you've got, you've got hundreds of thousands coming in or you've got a lot of money coming in, a lot more than what you thought or a lot more than what you had 10 years ago. And all of a sudden it's going out, going out, going out, going out, because you don't know how to handle it. You don't know what to do with it. Huh? It's like a hot potato. You play football, yes? Yeah, throw the ball, hot potato. I don't know what to do this money. I can't keep it. It's not for me. It doesn't belong to me. I've never grown up with money. Give it to somebody else. Give it to somebody else. Employ somebody else. Employ somebody else. Do something else with that. Go buy another house. Go and buy this. 
and all of a sudden we get buried into this consumer lifestyle and oftentimes we can be making hundreds of thousands a year but the debt that we have is hundreds of thousands a year so therefore our wealth is pretty much zero if not in the negative and that's a very very challenging position to be in because now you've got to work for another 20 30 years because you've got to pay your, you've got to pay your bills you've got to pay for that ferrari you've got to pay for that lambo yeah but you've not bought it you've not bought it cash you put it on credit thinking that everything's going to be hunky-dory for the, for the next 20 years because you've got a great career haven't you you've had a great career for the last five ten years nothing could go wrong then covid hits bang out the game What's happened now? Have you got enough to survive? Have you got your emergency fund in place? Have you got FU money? Have you got passive income coming in from different sources, irrespective? These are the things that we need to think about. No, definitely. Just kind of just on that note, then, you know, you're talking about essentially having multiple revenues of income, um, you know, almost you're having that passive income as well as, you know, just almost income in reserve, if you like. Where does one begin? Obviously, you know, there's many ways in which you can do that. Some of the things that you've obviously done in your in your personal journey is obviously build a business, um, you know, create a business, which you could obviously then sell off for a lucrative value. Um, beyond that, you've obviously then, you know, you, you've entered into the property industry and, you know, got yourself on the property ladder. You know, what, what other tips and what other, I guess, avenues could people maybe pursue to try and, I guess, get the ball rolling towards that, that journey to financial freedom, essentially? Yeah, here's, here's where it starts, Yaz, is what's my savings ratio? What percentage of my income can I save each month? Because it's not, wealth, building wealth is not just about how much you make, it's about how much you keep, right? So I tell a story often that I know a janitor that make, probably makes between 20 and 30 grand a year, but he's incredibly wealthy, right? And how did he grow this? Because you have one unheard message. <laughs> Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All of his expenses, all of his lifestyle is paid for. So from the age of like 20, 22 years old, when he started his job and started working, he's been saving 50% of his income. But he's not only been saving it, he's been investing it. So now that I'm investing in the market and I'm getting an average of a 10% return every single year, that £10,000 is now compounding every single year for 40 years. Now I'm a millionaire. It's great, right? So this is how, when we start to look at what's our savings ratio, some people don't even know what it is. And if you don't know what it is, it can be a scary place to start, but it will start to move the needle because the more you look at that money tracker, the more you look at your expenses and go, hmm, what can I move? What can I change? What can I shift? What can I, what, what's not providing value for me? Because now that I know, now that I know that I make £6 an hour, is that worth six, is that what is that worth an hour of my time mm. is that 
If I make 10 pounds an hour, cool. Is those 100 pound pair of jeans, is that worth 10 hours of my time? And sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes the answer is no. But the problem is, yeah, most people don't ask themselves that question. They go, that looks good. And I, I, and I don't, and, I, and it's not an accusation on people because I've been there, I've done it. <laughs> you know, I've been there, I've done it a thousand times over. Um, but when we start to look at it like that, is that worth 10 hours of my time? And when you start to think about it like that, how can I increase my savings ratio? Right, I'm on 5%. How can I get it to 10? Right, how can I get it to 20? Just kind of take you back a second on that last point. I think a large part of that, it obviously comes down to self-confidence and self-worth, isn't it? In the sense that if you are going to a job that's maybe paying you £6 an hour after you know, after all the deductions and everything else that you kind of have to, have to go with it, mm. is that not also maybe a, a determination of the value that you place in yourself? Oh, yeah, you've got to know yourself. You've got to know yourself. And that's one That's one of the things like on the Money Mastery Program, the first thing that we walk through with people is after the intros and stuff is we walk through what's your money mentality. Like what's your understanding? What's your psychological deep nervous system saying to you about money and the principles of money and building wealth? Okay. I was listening to an interview yesterday uh, with a great guy, great entrepreneur. I don't know if you know him, Patrick Bet David is from the States. And he was saying that, um, he was saying, you know, the reason that his parents divorced, although they were very good, great together, what he realized is that both Christians, etc. His mum was his mum thought that people who were wealthy were greedy, and his dad wanted to be wealthy. So as his dad's building his wealth, accumulating, accumulating, there's a separation now. And again, that's a mindset thing, and that's something that 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 is passed down from generation to generations. And we've got to be the ones that step forward and break the access that we have to knowledge, insight, etc. We've got to be the ones that step forward and break that cycle, break those not those negative. Uh, correlations that we have with money so that we can start to free ourselves and start to build wealth independently. Mm. No, you make some great points. There. Obviously, you know, again, that mindset piece, you know, I want to kind of bring you back to the point you was touching on this before that we talked there about, you know, that uh, self-worth bit and you was going on to talk about, I guess, what you do after you, you know, get to a point of making those decisions, essentially, you know, that how much are you worth? And if you're worth it, then obviously, Sometimes it's going to be yes. Sometimes it's going to be no. Uh, you know, some decisions we're going to, have to, I guess, go with. So I guess from from a perspective of you know delving into different, I guess, avenues. You, you know, use the story of the janitor that had those savings. How do we work out that saving? Was it the money saving ratio? Yeah. That or what, what you know you talk about some of the questions you might start to ask yourself, but you've been exposed to that. Mm. Now mm. For, for people that maybe haven't been exposed to maybe someone else doing something like that. Mm. Would you mind just going through some of those questions and maybe how they actually maybe best work out their money saving ratio? Yeah, perfect. So, yeah, so I created this brilliant tool called the Money Tracker. And the reason that I created it was started from what happened in my business. And I started and I started realizing when my, when my CFO said to me, we can't make payroll. We, we got everything together and we sorted it out. But I started to realize that we had money leaking out, out of our account like an absolute sieve, right? So we had this high turnover, we have this high income, but then you've got, Little things, phone bills that you've phone bills from staff that you had three, four years ago, email addresses, subscriptions that you're not that you're not using, not using the last five years. So I started thinking to myself, hmm, well, if I've got money leaking out of my account in my business account, surely this is happening in my personal life too. So then I started and, and prior to that, I had always sort of relied on accountants. Yeah, just sort out the accounts, rely on the the, the the senior staff and stuff. You sort out the finance stuff. I don't really want to know about that sort of stuff, as long as we we've got enough to pay the bills, right? but that's a negative attitude to have and again that comes from that comes from a negative mindset money mindset that i grew up with okay um so 
So then I created the, the, the money track when I started going through my personal finances, looking at, okay, what is my savings ratio? And I'm a person that's very visual. And one of the things that people say to me about the money tracker is that what I love about it is that I can see what my percentage is. I can see what percentage I'm saving. I can see what percentage is going on food. I can see what percentage is going to my family. So if I want to make adjustments, it's quite simple for me to do so. I can go, okay, cool, let's, let, let, let's not spend that, that 200 pound over there this month and let's put it into the savings. Oh, my savings has gone up X percent. And you can just, just the visual, the visibility of being able to see it. And what I encourage and coach people to do it is to, is to increase it by at least 2% every single month. So if you start off with five, get it to seven next month. How can you get it to nine? How can you get it to 11? And then before you know it, two, three years down the line, or even sooner, depending on sort of where your wealth is and stuff, like people can do it in, in three or four months. You, you're saving 50% of your income. You're like, this is great. Mm. No, and that's obviously, that's, that's, a mass, that's obviously a massive change for, I would assume, a lot of people. Mm. Um, so I guess, you know, from that perspective, you've, you've now got this income, you've started to save this and you've started to build this wealth where do we start to go with it? You talked about, you know, talked about investments earlier. What, what are the avenues that we might look to tap into there? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very much likened to index funds. And the reason for that is it's a very, very simple path to wealth. Okay. And I believe that we've all got, to, we've all got to start at this place with understanding what is an index fund and why it's so powerful as a tool for generating wealth. So when I talk about this guy who's, who's now 60, who, who, who's a millionaire and who's probably never made more than 30,000 a year. Um, and, and, and again, this is a story that's not often told in the news, right? But it happens all the time, right? And this is how a lot of um, sort of our grandparents' generation, et cetera, have built their wealth um, from different communities, et cetera, or from our community as well. So it's like, the index fund is the most powerful way to start to simplify and build your wealth because it's naturally the stock market always goes up, right? It's going to have its dips and it's going to have its, its falls and stuff, but it always goes up, right? So if you understand that the stock market always goes up, you understand that this is a relatively safe and reliable investment, providing I don't need to touch this money within the next five to 10 years, because then as you start throwing more money into it, into your index fund, it's like, naturally it starts to compound naturally it starts to grow and naturally that starts to inspire you to actually put more money in there and see what and, and see what it creates for you so you know obviously which is brilliant obviously you can start to build that and obviously it does always rise eventually but a lot of people maybe don't aren't aware of how to get involved in some of these things where to, mm-hmm. uh, where's the best place to start um and that comes with you know index funds you know whether it's the stock market or any other any other sorts of uh, avenues such as those i guess where do one look to? Because obviously you talk, you know, refer to maybe some books that you've read in the past. Is there any particular resources that are out there outside of maybe the things that you're providing with, with your, I guess, your organization? Um, yeah. you, might, you might be able to signpost people too. Yeah, two two great books that I'd recommend on that. One is Your Life, Your Money or Your Life by a lady called Vicky Robin. Um, very successful and brilliant writer. Um and talks about sort of that whole life energy thing and how your money is your life energy and all that. And it goes quite deep into that. And you really start to correlate and understand the principles behind wealth, money, finances, and getting yourself financially fit. And the other book that I would really recommend is Simple Path to Wealth for Investing by J.L. Collins. Um, That's a really, really powerful book. And it talks you through that whole journey of why the index fund is so powerful and why it's such a fundamental tool for building wealth, even if you use it as a partial tool for building wealth or as your main tool for building wealth. 
Brilliant. So, Jazz, you know, obviously one of the uh, other things I wanted to kind of well, you touch on, obviously, you know, you've been quite successful with your own, with your own journey uh, moving into the, I guess, the property field um, in the real estate and could you get onto the property ladder. Where does one start with that? You know, you hear all these stories about how difficult it might be to maybe get a mortgage or get get get, get the ball rolling and whatnot. Um, but then on the flip side, you're hearing now, you know, some great stories of overnight successes on social media and, you know, create, content creators and influencers in less than a year with no accounts getting you know some fantastic mortgages and things like that so where, where does one start with that what you know what does that look like yeah i think i think you made a great point you know when you said when you touched on the word story a lot of people hear stories and the thing is that about a story is that it's not a fact okay so it doesn't have to be true or it doesn't have to be factual or it doesn't have to be your representation of what actually happens Okay, and what we've got to start to understand is that the media plays a very important role in this. Okay, the media is consumer led, right? So if I'm in control of the media, I want people to buy my products. So if people are buying property and doing stuff over there, right, and investing, they don't necessarily need to buy my products so much anymore. So therefore, I'm going to find these negative stories about property, I'm going to find this negative stuff, and I'm going to put that out there. So that let the masses understand that because they don't need to know about this stuff back here because now that starts to affect my pocket. So that's, the, that's, the, that's kind of like the mindset of the media. But in property, it's a very practical game. Okay, a lot of people ask me, do you know any good books on property? Mate, I've read dozens of books on property. Can't find a good one <laughs> that I can recommend, you know? Um, because, and, and again, because it, most of it, it's all stories, right? You've had a great story over there. You've had a bad story over there. Usually they say I had a bad story, then I had a good story. Um, but here's the thing, you've got to get out there and do it. I started, I bought my first investment property based upon where, my, where me and my mates used to go out. Like when I, I bought my first investment property when I was 25. So where we used to go out when I was 20, like where we used to go out club and my friends used to run a club uh, called LOL show, um, really good uh, entertainment show for comedians. And um, one of the first places that they ran it outside of London was a place called High Wycombe. So when I started looking for properties, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I don't need to buy a property in London, right? Like, and London prices are too high. So where can I go? I was like, Wycombe, let's go and have a look. So I went and viewed a few properties around Wycombe and then found a good, found a good price and bought it and here we are today you know and you know those what i want people to understand is that for example that property bought it for 159,000 pounds today it's worth over 350,000 pounds and i bought it when i was 25 so just under 10 years ago okay so these sorts of things are not by accident and it's people always say oh i need to find the right deal i need to find a perfect you don't need to find a perfect deal right trying to find a perfect deal works well for people that are selling your property courses right because the longer you stay with them the more you pay them in mentorship and xyz right so people need to understand this and need to write, really get out there go and look in go and look in i don't know go and look in hull go and look in liverpool go and look in sheffield go and look in go and look in derby go and look for places people say what's the best area to buy when's the last time you googled that yeah google it where's the best place to buy property get loads of ideas and there is no one best place right you can say, oh, this place is a terrible, but I can find a gem over there. Yeah, so yeah. you've got to go out there. You've got to take proactive action and just go, just go and view properties. I don't care if you've got money or not. Just go and, just go and view, make a commitment this, this month, in month coming, March, go and view 10 properties, wherever you may be. Just go and view them. Yeah, I'm interested in buying this house. Yeah, have you got a mortgage? Have you got a deposit in principle? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, of course I have. Love to view the house. <laughs> yeah, 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 no problem. My broker's got all that sorted. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you've got all your paperwork ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got all that sorted. Love to view the house. 
go and view the house. And that will inspire you to start to make moves. Mm-hmm. You might not buy the house this year, but you might buy it next year. And now you have an understanding of the market and how things work in the property game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's definitely, so again, coming back to the thing that we talked about earlier, about shifting that mindset. And also, it's also, I guess, in some ways, manifesting into the future that this is what's going to happen next or this is where you're going to go with it. So I guess, you know, it, conscious of time, and you know, just kind of as we start to wind down and, you know, look to wrap up and, and whatnot, what would you say some of the key tips are then for people to consider when they're looking to, I guess, gain financial freedom? Know your savings ratio. That's first and foremost. And then work on increasing that all the time. Um, understand your money mindset. Understand what works for you and where your thought process has come from and why that affects certain decisions that you make. Because once you understand it, then you can start to choose powerfully rather than choosing based upon what happened to you 20 years ago or what happened to your mum 50 years ago or your dad or whoever it might be. Um, so know your money mindset. Make sure that you know your, make sure that you know your, um, what was it, your savings ratio. And then make sure that you know your net worth and your net worth goal. Because if you know your net worth, you know, okay, cool. My net worth is currently X. My net worth goal is Y. And this is the money tracker, right? It shows you. And I don't want it to sound like I'm doing some constant plug, but it shows you what your net worth is right now, okay? And then it shows you what your net worth goal is based upon your expenses. So if you spend, I don't know, if you spend £2,000 a month, right? It says your net worth is X. And the less you spend, the lower your net worth goal is. So your net worth goal is the, also the equivalent of your FU money. So now that I've got my FU money, I've got, I've got 500,000 invested. I'm good. Like, and it doesn't take that, doesn't take a lot of work, right? You start, inv- you start investing 20% of your income for 10, 15 years. You know, in certain cultures, they have, a, um, they, they, they have like a precedent almost. It's like, okay, cool. The philosophy is this. You work extremely hard for, what, for five to 10 years, maximum 12. You build your wealth. And then you have your FU money and you do what you want. You start to read more, you start to socialize more, you start to spend more time with your family, grow a family if that's what you want to do. And you start to do, you start to, you start a bit, you start, you start a small business if that's what you want to do. And you start to do the things that you're really passionate about. So it's making sure that you know what your net worth goal is. And oftentimes we go past, we go, we go towards our net worth goal. I was, yeah, we go towards your net worth goal and then you don't know what to do with it because you don't know that it's a goal and because you don't know that it's there and because you don't know that you have a few money you just spend it all you go yeah range rover yeah new house yeah boom 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 and all of your money starts leaking out again so then you've got to work for another 20 years under pressure nobody likes pressure yes 100 percent that just fascinating having a chat with you this evening around you know all things financial freedom um just if there was anyone you know interested in learning a bit more about what you do and you know the money tracker itself is there somebody who can get in touch with you to, uh, to, I guess, find more out? Yeah, actually, I'm running an intro on how to win with money. I don't know if this is coming out. I'm running an intro on how to win with money on Monday. Um, so, yeah, if people want to add me on Instagram, at Mr. Jazz Rose, that's J-A-Z-Z-R-O-S-E, um, and just drop me a message. I'd love to invite you and bring you on to the how to win with money intro, and I can show people what the steps are and take this discussion that we've had today a little bit further and delve deeper into people's personal situations so we can have that that that, that back and forth discussion as well. Excellent. And just, just to clarify, is that is that a one-time only event or will there be more events in the future? Yeah, there'll be more events in the future, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. Thank you very much, Jess. Oh, you're very welcome, King. Appreciate it.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.